0: Hey, it's Sean from the Commander's Brew. I'm just on the line with Sarah McLaughlin trying to acquire some rights for some music for today's episode. It's the 2021 Cream Down. The Cream Down is our review of everything that happened in Commander this year. Hello, is this Mrs. McLaughlin? Okay, Sarah. Okay, hello. It's Sean from the Commander's Brew. <laughs> yep, yep, that's the one. Uh, the Irreverent Commander Show, full of laughs and sweet brews. Yes, that's us, yes. I'm honored. Oh, no! I am truly honored. Yes, the honor is mine. <laughs> Epic experiment. Yeah, no way. That's a lot of people's favorites. Yeah, I'm glad you're a fan. So listen, Sarah, Ms. McLaughlin, uh, I'm calling because I wanted to license the "I Will Remember You" song for a sad part of our show, and I want you want to change the branding on the song. Okay, I completely understand. It's okay. I've got a couple other things lined up here. I can. Oh hello! Is this Stevie Nicks from Fleetwood Mac? Yeah, it's Barris from the Commanders Brew. Yeah, the irreverent. Yeah, you know. Okay, great. I'm I'm honored. Yes, but... epic experiment. You too. Uh, amazing. Uh, that's so many people's favorite. Yes. So okay, the reason I'm calling is I want to license "Landslide" in a video. We've got a set. No, I understand. You don't want to. Associate with podcasts? Yes, okay, that's fine. I'll go one more try here. Hi, is this James Taylor? It's Sean from the Commander's Brew. Oh, no? Stevie Nicks called you already? Told you not to... I mean, we are a podcast, but I... Nope. Okay, uh, I mean... I don't see why you're using that language, but okay, that's that's, you know... I've offended you, and I apologize. Yes, Epic Experiment is a lot of people's favorite. Um, I'll think of something. Something in the public domain, I guess. Hey everybody, Sean here from the Commander's Brew, and it's the 2021 Cream Now. The Cream Down is our annual look back at the year in Commander. The highs, the lows, the cool decks, and uh, we've got a little something special for you this year. We're going to change it up a bit. Uh, as usual, though, some things remain tradition, and that is to not explain why it's called the Cream Down. We originally didn't remember why it was called that. Uh, I have since recalled, but I'm not going to tell anybody. We're going to talk about some cards, talk about some cool decks from the Commander's Brew that were here on our show, Uh, and this is going to cover the year that was in Commander for 2021. It's a wild year for a lot of people for some obvious reasons and some not so obvious reasons, but we're going to cover some sets here, but not just any coverage, and this isn't just any cream down, because for the first time ever, we are going to present to you an award style ceremony for the creamies who will win a creamy what other creamy awards do we have to give out how many more times can i say creamy before you just gag in your mouth i'm almost ready to gag. it's just gross creamy anyway so i've got to go change into my tuxedo because i'm presenting most of the awards but before i do i want to thank you for listening thank you for being part of this the 2021 cream down we couldn't do this without you uh truly, truly thank you for listening. Also, thank you if you went over to patreon.com slash commandersbrew. That's a huge way to help the show as well. Thank you to anyone who gave us a like and subscribe on YouTube. Uh if you want to help out in other ways, you can give us a nice review on your podcast app. Beef up our numbers that way. If you're gonna buy some cards, why not use our TCG player link in the show notes? That's a great way to help us out. We get a little slice of anything you buy through that portal, and if you're a Canadian listener, we do have the best deal for you, actual money off your Magic cards, from the Wizard's Tower. Let's hear an ad from them now. We're proud Canadian podcasters, and we're proud to be sponsored by one of Canada's premier card stores, the Wizard's Tower, wizardtower.com. And Canadian listeners get an exclusive coupon code, Crimson to get 5% off any order of singles shipped to you for free, as long as you've ordered $15 or more in singles. And... You can check out our deck list for this week's episode and other episodes we've done on their content site mtgcanada.com. And remember, at a vampire wedding, RSVP stands for red suits, vampire pals. Welcome, Welcome back, back to, to the 109th, 109th Annual Creamy Awards, awarding, awarding excellence in, in the game Commander. Commander. And And now, your your host, Sean Tavares. Thank you. Thank you. Truly. What a star-studded evening, and it is wonderful to see everyone here. Ah, welcome, everybody. I see Allison Janney is here. Excellent. Uh, Loved your work. Uh, Big fan. Oh, Adeline's here. It's about 2,000 people in this auditorium, so I guess your power is 2,000, 2,001? It's a lot of power. Hope nothing gives you trample. (laughs) Anyway, we've got a lot to talk about, and we always go over time here on The Creamies, and I want to spare you from going to bed too early. The Creamies is notorious for going over time, so I won't spend too much more time, but I will get to the ceremony at hand. We're looking back on the best and the brightest that Commander had to offer from the following sets Caldheim, Strixhaven, Commander 2021, Modern Horizons 2, Forgotten Realms, Midnight Hunt, Crimson Vow, Commander decks for Crimson Vow commander decks for midnight hunt was there commander decks for call them i can't keep track anymore but nonetheless these esteemed sets have brought together cards sorceries instants enchantments and most of all legendary creatures and we present to you the 2021 cream down at the creamies Now before we begin, we must spend a moment and honour the cards that are no longer with us in the format of Commander. These are the cards that have been banned in 2021. The Creamies presents in Moratorium. What's that? We couldn't get our regular music? Uh, I don't know what music we actually got to accompany this segment, but here we go. Hull Breacher, 2 and a blue, Merfolk Pirate, 3-2 with Flash. If an opponent would draw a card, except the first one they draw on each of their draw steps, instead you create a treasure token. Golos, Tireless Pilgrim, 5 colorless for a 3-5 legendary artifact creature, Scout. Golos Tireless Pilgrim enters the battlefield. You may search your library for a land card and put that land onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. And for two white, blue, black, red, green, exile the top three cards of your library. You may play them this turn without paying their mana costs. And welcome back to Worldfire. Reverse Moratorium. You are now back in Legality 6, Red Red Red, Sorcery, Exile all permanents, Exile all cards from all hands and graveyards, each player's life total becomes one. Welcome back, Worldfire. It'll be nice to have you resolve and make games grind to an absolute halt. Alright, back to the more fun part of the show here. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the Commander's Brew top decks of the year. These are the most interesting decks, in our opinion, that the Commander's Brew have come up with in the year 2021, the Cream down. I want to start us off with episode 315, Florian, the Florida Man. This deck was created because Sean, that's me, misread Florian as Florida, Floridian, something like that. So I got the idea to make a Florida Man deck. What is a Florida Man known for? Unpredictability. Chaos. Doing things that you wouldn't think to do. This is a deck that puts the question to your opponents, what am I going to do next? Do you need to worry about me? Or am I doing things so foolish you don't even need to spend any resources or energy on me? It's a super fun deck when you're in a chaotic mood. It's not the kind of chaos that comes from Possibility Storm. That kind of chaos upsets people. This kind of chaos may also upset people, but only because it makes them feel a bit uncomfortable. We're running cards like Minion of the Wastes. Three black, black, black for a minion with Trample. And when you, when you cast Minion, you pay any amount of life, and it enters with power and toughness equal to the amount of life you paid six mana for an star star what do you want it to be 10 10 in this deck we're expecting to pay about 20 25 mana could it die to a single removal spell yes it could but that's part of the charm of the florida man deck we're running cards like mages contest one run red for an instant you and target spells controller bid life you start the bidding with a high bid of one and in turn order you may top the bid So basically, whoever wins the bid gets the spell. If you win the bid, you counter the spell. If your opponent wins the bid, they get to cast their spell. Once they know you're willing to pay ludicrous amounts of life to do these sort of effects, surely they'll quit, right? They're not gonna pay eight, they're not gonna pay 10. Or will they get wild and try to bid 12 to get you to go to 13 so maybe you're almost dead? What if you stop at 12? Is it worth it for them? Unpredictability. This deck also wins with something like Fire Cat Blitz. It's the X Red Red sorcery where you put 1-one one hasty cats into play, but you can also flashback it and sacrifice all your mountains. Yes, this deck wants to sacrifice its lands to achieve its goals. Foolish. Maybe it won't win. Maybe it will. That's the fun of a Florida man deck. I also want to talk about Nostro, Voice of the Crags, from episode 311. Nostro is a 1 and Jeskai, 1 blue, red, white, legendary Chimera, 3-3. And you can tap Nostro to choose 1. And X will be the value of the number of spells you've cast this turn. You can either scry X, deal X damage to target creature, or gain X life. And the linchpin of this deck is a Bird Spirit, 2 and Azorius Azorius Hybrid. A 4 mana 4-3 four, bird spirit with flying. This is Swans of Bryn Argall. If a Source would deal damage to Swans of Bryn Argal, prevent that damage. The Source's controller draws cards equal to the damage prevented this way. You can see that Nostra is going to do damage to Swans to get us to draw a bunch of cards. We've got a lot of cantrips in this deck, a lot of quick ways to get our storm count up. We're also running cards like Brash Taunter which is four and a red for indestructible, and when Brash Taunter is dealt damage, it deals that much damage to target opponent. You can also fight creatures for two and a red. starts as a one-one, but you can see Nostro can do damage to Brash Taunter as well, and we can direct that damage anywhere we want. That seems a little counterproductive, but if we're running spells like Earthquake or spells that damage all creatures, the Swans gives us a bunch of cards for that. Brash Taunter does a bunch of damage to opponents for that. This deck gets on fire pretty quick. We also run enchantments like Freed from the Real, two and a blue to enchant a creature, and we can pay a blue to untap it or tap it. Uh, We're going to put this on Nostra, and we're going to untap Nostra to do damage to the swans a few times. It's a mere tap. We don't have to pay mana to do it, so to be able to untap means we are potentially drawing lots and lots of cards. A fun deck for sure. Another important deck in the year of 2021 for Commander's Brew was the Sir Gwyn Hero of Ashvale deck. Now this is not an ordinary deck. This is the true Voltron, the first of its kind. Instead of looking at it like a commander that wants to attack and Voltron up with equipment, we're looking at it as four smaller decks that are mashed together into one big commander deck it actually has a lot of amazing perks in doing it this way. The trickiest part is picking the four mini commanders for the mini 25 card decks. Once you factor in some lands for each of those decks, a little bit of the staples, some ramp, some removal, some draw, we did the math, you only need to come up with nine cards for each little mini lieutenant commander, mash them together, and then subtract one card somewhere because you get 99, and we've decided that they go under sir gwyn hero of ashvale this is the brawl commander from the only unpopular commander brawl deck that they ever made three red white black legendary human knight five five vigilance and menace whenever an equipped creature you control attacks draw a card and lose one life equipment you control have equip knight zero generally we want to attack but it all comes down to the four Lieutenant Commanders, the four Voltron parts. And in this deck, we were running Akiri, Fearless Voyager, one red-white for a Legendary Core Warrior, 3-3. Whenever you attack a player with one or more equipped creatures, draw a card. You can see equipment is still a theme in this part. White, you may unattach an equipment from a creature you control. And if you do, tap that creature and it gains indestructible until end of turn. We've got a little bit of equipment. We're running creatures that really benefit from this sort of thing. One of the other lieutenant commanders is Brina, the demagogue. One white, black, legendary bird, warlock. One three with flying. Whenever a player attacks one of your opponents, if that opponent has more life than another of your opponents, that attacking player draws a card and you put two plus one, plus one counters on a creature you control. You can see how this combines with the overall big picture. We're making our creatures bigger. We're incentivizing our opponents from attacking other people another lieutenant commander was karazakar the eye tyrant three black red this is the goad commander uh five five whenever you attack a player tap target creature that player controls and goad it and whenever an opponent attacks another one of your opponents you and the attacking player each draw a card and lose one life more card draw goading is good it fits in with the overall plan of course this mini commander deck has a piece of equipment that involves goading as well to facilitate the overall game plan. And finally, Brunor Battlehammer 2 Red White Legendary Dwarf Warrior 5-3. Each creature you control gets plus two plus zero for each equipment attached to it, and you may pay zero rather than the equip cost the first equip ability you activate each turn. Sergwin works with knights, this works with non-knights. Just make sure the first one is not to a knight to take advantage of Brunor to not double up on it. Needless to say, This is a cool way to brew, because all the commanders do something a little bit similar, but a little bit different. So every time you play this deck out, it functions a little bit differently. And Ser helps the whole thing. As I said, the key is finding the right four lieutenant commanders. They don't have to be legendaries. You don't have to look at it like little mini commander decks, but it really shakes up stale brewing. If you're not feeling inspired, this can be a wonderful way to open things up. Another fun deck we ran was Ave, Progenitor Ooze. This is episode 299. This is two green, green, green for a legendary ooze with storm. It's a 2-2, and it isn't legendary if it's a token. This is relevant because it enters the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter on it for each other ooze you control. And the storm effect is, when you cast the spell, Copy it for each spell that was cast before this turn. Copies become tokens. Storm on a creature, legendary creature, will make copies of the creature and they must be non legendary. That's why that clause is there. Now, Green Storm is tricky to pull off, but where I think this deck really shines is the way we achieve our Storm. We're going there for artifact creatures. We've got a lot of effects like Beast Whisperer, two green, green two three elf druid whenever you cast a creature spell draw a card drawing cards is crucial to keeping a storm count high if you run out of cards you're going to run out of gas and you're going to have a tiny storm count and we're also running effects that make artifacts cheaper or creatures cheaper other ways to get extra mana and extra storm count are things like tangle root it's a three mana artifact that says whenever a player plays a creature spell, whenever you cast a creature spell, add green to your mana pool, and if you're able to discount creatures with other effects so that you're only paying green anyway, this pays you back and you've effectively got a zero cost creature. Storm count up. Beast Whisperer draws you that card so you can keep the things going. Crashing Drawbridge brings the whole thing together. It's a two generic artifact creature. It's a 0 four with Defender. It's a wall. And when you tap it, creatures you control gain haste until end of turn. This is what we want to do after we cast our Ave. Maybe we've got a storm count of 10, 15, and each Ave is bigger than the one prior, and we're able to attack with all of them. Maybe we supplement it with a little bit of Beastmaster Ascension or an Overrun effect if we've still got some mana, but this deck hits hard, and it's a super fun way to get storm without just a bunch of green instants. Very fun. Next up is Varan, Voice of Duality. This is a personal favorite of mine because it's all about X spells, and you know I love an X spell. One blue-red, legendary Ifrit Wizard, 2-2, with Magecraft. Whenever you cast or copy a spell, Varan Voice of Duality gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. And if you casting or copying an instant or sorcery spell causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers... An additional time. Obviously, making little flying creatures for creatures that make little token creatures when you cast spells, that's going to be huge for this deck. But as I said, it's all about X spells, and that's key with Elementalist's palette. It's a three mana artifact. Whenever you cast a spell with X in its mana cost, put two charge counters on Elementalist's palette. You can tap to add one mana of any color, or add colorless for each charge counter spend mana only on costs that contain x we get to cast massive x spells to make massive amounts of tokens to keep the train rolling big draws Varen gets huge for attacking of course cards like aria of flame is crucial in a deck like this two and a red for an enchantment when it enters the battlefield each opponent gains 10 life but every time you cast an instant or sorcery you put a verse counter on it and it deals damage equal to the number of verse counters to target player or planeswalker one then two then three then four then five you only have to get to four before you've completely overwritten the gain 10 to an opponent and after that it doesn't take long before you're just casting a couple of cantrips to fully kill your opponents love this card and of course any kind of stormish deck having commune with lava especially if we're able to make a huge x spell i do believe this card is underrated overall It's X red red for an instant. Exile the top X cards of your library until the end of your next turn. You may play those cards. That's a long time for all this. I rather like it. We can definitely hit the storm pieces we need to if we're able to do this on an instep and get a bunch of cards out of it. Varen, cool deck. When Cody Vociferous Codex was announced, it looked fairly straightforward. Just play Cody cast gigantic gigantic spells and get value but that's not good enough for the commander's brew and that's why it makes our highlight for the cream down cody is a three mana artifact construct one four and says you can't cast permanent spells that's brutal but here's what cody does for four tap add wooburg to your mana pool and when you cast your next spell cascade until you hit an instant or sorcery with lesser mana value doesn't actually say cascade but functionally we're cascading for only instants or sorceries until the end of turn you may cast that card without paying its mana cost and each of them go on the bottom on a random order so you also get to cast it later as well now we've got someone in the companion zone as well zerta of the Dawnbreaker. this is the boros companion legendary elemental fox 3-3 each permanent card in your starting deck has an activated ability we're not allowed to cast permanents so we don't have too many of them so that isn't a problem for this deck also abilities that aren't mana abilities that you activate cost two less to activate can't reduce the cost to less than one and target creature can't block with one and a tap we're able to use cody for even cheaper and if we've got ways to untap cody we can do that a couple times but here's the secret tech of the deck The secret tech for this deck involves cards like Caravan Vigil, single green mana sorceries that let you search up a land from your library and put it into your hand. This particular one has Morbid, you can put it on the battlefield if a creature died, but we're mostly interested in that it costs one mana and that it gets a land out so it helps further draws, it thins the deck. That doesn't matter for Cascade, but it helps as we're building up. Now the reason we want it to cast one it's because we've got a lot of cycling in this deck. Most of the permanents have cycling, which qual- qualifies for Zerta's ability. That counts as an activated ability. So we're going to cycle, 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 get a lot of creatures and permanents in our graveyard, which we can't cast with Cody. But when we are ready to activate Cody, we can spend one green and cascade into a zero mana Incident Sorcery. That Sorcery is living end. It's a zero mana sorcery that we normally would have to suspend, but not if it's with Cody. If we're pseudo-cascading, it recognizes it as a zero. The game sees it as zero. So off of those single greens, we will definitely hit Living End. Each player exiles all creature cards from their graveyard, sacrifices all the creatures they control, and puts all cards they exile this way onto the battlefield. Trade your battlefield for your graveyard creature-wise. And since we've cycled a ton of creatures into our graveyard, that's a bonkers turn. I love this deck. That's why it's on this list. Check it out. Ooh, this one's a fun one. I want to highlight Togo's time-traveling rocks. Togo was one of the uh, Commander Legends commanders. Uh, One of the partner ones that they added, the monocolored partners. Togo's a tuna red legendary goblin artificer, 2-2. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, create a rock, which is an equipment that equips for one, And it has one tap, sacrifice, rock. This creature deals two damage to any target. The inspiration for this deck was to upgrade these rocks. To treat these rocks like they are elevated future tech. We're not talking about regular rocks. In fact, we don't want to use them as rocks. This is rocks from the future. Uh, Togo's partner captain is Glacian Power Stone Engineer. Five and a blue, legendary human artificer, three, six, tap, tap x untapped artifacts you control like rocks look at the top x cards of your library put one of those cards into your hand and the rest into your graveyard not bad not the key part of the deck we want to use these rocks we want to get tons of landfall triggers fetch lands evolving wilds terramorphic expanse we want to use them to power up things like europe or ether grid two and a red for an enchantment tap two untapped artifacts you control ether grid deals one damage to target creature or player great way to just mow down entire teams using the rocks we've got war of invention uh it's an x spell to that we get to improvise and tap artifacts uh inspiring statuary lets us tap these rocks as mana rocks true mana rocks uh and the best way to get more rocks and to really hit home the time travel aspect is extra turns Um, we've got walk the eons four blue blue Uh, it's a sorcery for buyback you can sacrifice three islands take an extra turn after this one this is key because it remains in the graveyard it does not exile Um, we've also got shimmer dragon four blue blue for a flying dragon five six as long as you control four or more artifacts shimmer dragon is hexproof and you can tap two untapped artifacts to draw a card with this plus the Ether Grid, we have our option of doing damage or drawing cards off of our rocks. Now these are some rocks I can be proud of. Toggle, episode 279. I want to touch on one more deck. And this one is a wild one. Andy and the Discord worked hard on this one and really went to judge chat and they analyzed the rules and we really went deep. The inspiration is Brutaclad. Brutalclad Telcor Engineer, 4 blue-red, Legendary Artifact Creature, Artificer, 4-4. Tokens you control have haste. At the beginning of combat on your turn, create a 2-1 blue Mirror Artifact Creature token. Then, this is the key part, choose any token you control. Each other token you control becomes a copy of that token. So, for example, if we have a treasure token, we can make all of our tokens treasures and make a ton of mana. Conversely, if we have a bunch of treasures, we can copy a creature, make a big creature into a token, and then turn all of our treasures into that creature. We can do some real wild shenanigans. We've got a little thing in our Discord running called the Brutoclad Bowl, which is entirely different brews where Brutoclad is either the commander or the secret commander. We've done a couple episodes with secret brutoclad commanders. This is no different what's the theme of this one how do we make a planeswalker into a token then copy it with brutoclad to make a bunch of versions of planeswalker creatures with loyalty abilities okay are you sitting down here's how it works the true commander of this deck the front-facing commander that when you sit down to the table you flip over is to weatherlight captain two and a white legendary human soldier two two Plus one, plus one for each color among legendaries. And for Wooberg, you can search your library for a legendary permanent with converted mana cost less than Sisei's power. Put that card onto the battlefield and shuffle your library. Sisei is key to getting some of our planeswalkers out to be able to do this whole entire plan. It starts with making a planeswalker who can become a creature, not Gideon, because Gideon is a human. And the key is, once we make them a creature, we will mutate onto them. Sarkhan the Masterless is an excellent uh, planeswalker for this. This is the three red red one from War of the Spark. Uh, Because Sarkhan starts with a five loyalty, but Sarkhan's plus one is, until the end of turn, each planeswalker you control becomes a four-four red dragon creature and gains flying. Now, rules. You can't clone... a a creature copy of a planeswalker because that clone will enter the battlefield it will not enter with loyalty tokens which seems weird but it will know it's a planeswalker it will say oh i'm a planeswalker with no loyalty as a state-based action i'm going to the graveyard we don't want that so the way to get around that is to mutate on top of a planeswalker while it's a creature. And put the creature on top so it erases the planeswalker type line for example gem razor Uh, we can mutate for one green green and while we're doing it we can destroy an artifact or an enchantment in opponent controls but now we've got a planeswalker with all of the abilities which are loyalty abilities that is merely a beast now that that's true as long as it's a planeswalker that has a plus 1 or a plus 0 loyalty ability, we're allowed to just plus 1, plus 0. And if we've got Brutaclad, the Gemraiser is not legendary. So for we can just make everything a copy of some creature that has a decent plus 1 ability or a plus 0 ability. I don't know. How about Ugin the Ineffable? Starts as a six mana Planeswalker, and for plus one, now remember, we've got this gem copied version. Brutaclad copies them all. So we've got all these Ugin the Ineffables, which are under gem that have a plus one loyalty ability. They don't have any loyalty to start with, but that doesn't matter. They're alive because they're not Planeswalkers. So for plus one, we can exile the creature face down. It's a two, two colorless spirit, And when that token leaves the battlefield, you put the exiled card into your hand. We've got to, you got to check this deck out. This is the wildest deck we did this year. And uh, you got to jump through a million and one hoops to make it work. But oh boy, it's amazing. Uh, You must check it out. And now, may I award a creamy for the most interesting new commander? And that goes to Essex Fractal Bloom. Four, green, blue legendary creature fractal 4-4 with flying the first time you would create one or more tokens during each of your turns you may instead choose a creature other than e6 fractal bloom and create that many tokens that are copies of that creature wow copies of big creatures just by making tokens the potential to break this commander is massive we all know that tokens come pretty cheap in the game of commander and copying gigantic creatures with etb abilities well that's what it's all about and it does say one or more tokens so if we can make a few tokens at once for the first time in a turn we'll make a few copies of that that sounds like a powered up right of replication so i can't wait to get this into a deck and brew around it i'm surprised we haven't done so yet We also want to hand out a creamy award to the most improved color pair and once again as every year that goes to boros boros you've given us cards like osgar the reconstructor uh letting us exiling artifacts from the graveyard to make token copies of them and then two of them i should say so like great ramp great shenanigans from the boros deck we've got aliboo ancient witness commanders brew deck tech on that in the past if you go want to search that up uh whenever artifact creatures you control attack aliboo deals x damage to any target and you scry x where x is the number of tapped artifacts you control boros got Cole, the forge master this year a great combo boros commander whenever a non-token creature you control dies if it was enchanted or equipped return it to its owner's hand getting a creature down to a zero mana cost and an equip down to zero cost means we can infinitely loop this with a sac outlet throw in something that notices when creatures die or enter the battlefield you got yourself a combo Bruin. we got hoffrey ghostforge just an excellent value borrows commander three red white spirits get plus one plus one and have trample and haste and whenever a non-token creature you control dies you exile it make a token copy that's a spirit and when that one leaves you put the original back in your graveyard for reanimation shenanigans or you know scooping it back up somehow lots of fun shenanigans that way and on a more simple but fun note brunor Battlehammer, great equipment leader uh, you may pay zero rather than the equip cost to be the first equip ability you activate each turn You'll remember him from our true Voltron, Sir Gwyn, Boros. A well-deserved Creamy. Well done. The award to the most forgotten commander of 2021 is Loshiel Clockwork Scholar. Don't look it up. Can you tell me anything about this, commander? This is a legendary creature, two and a white, elephant artificer. 2-4. 2-4. Prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to attacking creatures you control. That's pretty cool. Whenever one or more artifact creatures enter the battlefield under your control, draw a card. This trigger, this ability triggers only once each turn. It's card draw. It enables safe attacks. This is an excellent commander. I would probably run it on the 99, but I really like this card and I totally forgot about it. Did you? since i did it wins the creamy for most forgotten legendary okay everybody it's very exciting uh we have been having a great evening of glitz and glamour here at the 2021 creamies for the 2021 cream down and a very special treat for you we're about to announce the most prestigious award of the evening the award for the most shenaniganiest card this is the card that was produced, that was released in 2021, that had the most potential to do wild shenanigans with it. Take it away, Morgan Freeman. For the 2021 shenanigan East card, the nominees are Burgy, God of Storytelling. Burgee, as Morgan says it. Burgie, God of Storytelling. This is two and a red for a 3-3 legendary creature, God. Whenever you cast a spell, add red until end of turn. You don't lose this mana as steps and phases end. Creatures you control can boast twice, that doesn't matter. But you get a red back every time you cast a spell. Bergy is primed for the type of shenanigans for any kind of storm deck. Not only that, the back side of Bergy is uh, the Harfnell Horn of Bounty. Allows you to discard a card, exile two cards, and you may play those this turn. Both sides of the card are excellent for storm decks. We love it. Tireless Provisioner. Tireless Provisioner. Two and a green. Elf Scout 3-2. Landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield, create either a food or a treasure token. Your choice. I almost always choose treasure, which makes this an amped up Lotus Cobra. Landfall triggers to net us mana. The one to tap in addition. lot of potential shenanigans for Tireless Provisioner. Mystic Reflection. Mystic Reflection. One in a blue for an instant. Choose a non-legendary creature, and the next time one or more creatures or Planeswalkers enters the battlefield this turn, they enter as copies of the chosen creature. We can also foretell it for a single blue. This is a great way to hijack opponents' plays, or as a build around, we can make many copies of big splashy creatures to really take advantage of some sort of effect. The shenanigans potential is very high. Academy manufactor. Academy manufactor. Three generic for an artifact creature assembly worker. One three. If you would create a clue, food, or treasure token, instead create one of each. That's triple the tokens. Triple the artifacts, triple the things that care about things sacrificing it. Shenaniganist potential, that's why it makes the list. Battle Maze Braces. Battle Mage Bracers, two and a red artifact equipment. Equipped creature has haste. Whenever an ability of equipped creature is activated, if it isn't a man ability, you may pay one, and if you do, copy that ability. You may choose new targets. Copying activated abilities is another potential way for shenanigans. But those are the nominees. Now I present to you the winner for the shenaniganist card of 2021. Morgan Freeman, which card is that? Maskwood Wood Nexus. Mask Wood Nexus. Foreign generic for an artifact. Creatures you control are every creature type. The same is true for creature spells you control and creature cards you own that aren't on the battlefield. This is a colorless way to make all creatures the same type. It works on cards in the deck. It works on cards in the graveyard. Yeah. Uh... Th- it used to be something only blue and black decks could get a hold of, but now every deck can get take part of these shenanigans, and that's why Maskwood Nexus wins the 2021 Creamy for most shenanigans card. It also makes 2-2 shapeshifter creature tokens with Changeling. Well, what a year this has been, and what an addition of the cream down it's been. Thank you for watching the hundred and ninth Annual Creamy Awards. And I want to thank you, Morgan Freeman, for assisting us in the creamies. Now Morgan, we didn't talk about this before, but I could use a co host if you're interested. Any interest in co hosting the Commander's brew with me? Morgan Freeman? Thank you for the opportunity. But I mostly play Legacy. Also, he thought you were the other host. Oh, you thought I was the other okay. Okay, no, that's that's fine, Morgan. Uh, I put you on the spot, so I deserve whatever you said. Uh, Thanks, everybody. See you next week with another deck deck.